In the early hours of the 30th of September 1918, about after 1am, the White Acres property at near Rosedale, Victoria, Australia, a 54-year-old caretaker on the site was welcomed suddenly by a screeching whistle coming from outside the house. The cattle were seemingly spooked. Without dressing or wearing only his night clothes, he went to the back door to examine the cause of commotion. He stepped outside onto a wooden trail and ran immediately outside the house to, clear, to get a clear view of the fields, farm fields and outbuildings. It was then that he saw a strange domed disc-shaped craft flashing orange and blue lights went across his field of vision. From left to right, it was only ten feet from the ground and appeared to be no more than five hundred feet from him. He would estimate it to be twenty-five feet in length. He continued to watch as the, the object moved over the land, passing between the outbuildings and the trees. As he watched, he would note that, that though the object was brightly lit, and leaf it gave out a light of its own height. It didn't light up the ground below. It passed over the paddocks before, coming to stop hovering over a concrete 10,000-gallon water tank. <coughs> it's here it around a minute before it descended towards the ground and came to stop. He quickly ran outside the house and quickly dressed. He got his on his Suzuki for 100 millimeter bike and headed to, across the fields. Despite the surreal nature of the events unfolding around him, he didn't mind he would cling to the idea that this strange aerial display was the work of cattle wrestlers. What well, happened? There happened several cases of cattle wrestling in the area over the previous month. He stepped on his bike momentarily to open off his bike to open one of the field gates, but he saw one of the kettles fast kettle close up. Not only was fear flattable in their eyes and demeanour, his frothing at the mouth were quite obviously looked to take cover or hide. He jumped up his mic and progressed through the field. Several moments later, he came to the paddock, where the strange object seemingly came down to the ground. He continued on, coming to more than five, 50 yards of the object. He brought his bike to a stop. He noticed a strange sensation run through his body. His body response to a bizarre situation or something more directly connected to the strange craft. He felt like jelly on a plate. A whistling noise still screeched in the night, much louder due to his close, close, he was much closer to the, the object. He remained on his satellite motionless mic, his hands covering his ears, such as an uncomfortable volume of it. He'd make take it as much detail as he could. The top half of the craft consisted of white dome, while the bottom half was a distinct orange colour. In the Stockton section, he could make out circular windows or lights. Then the noise suddenly stopped and morphed an awful scream. A enormous black tube emerged from the bottom of the craft. As the tube continued onwards, outwards, a sudden bang rang out, followed by an immediate hot rush of hot air, so powerful the caretaker almost lost his balance. At this happening, the object that was now raising from its position, heading slowly to the east, it moved upwards and he could see the connection of the black tube to the underside of the craft at the centre. When it was at a height around 10 feet once again, around 30 feet away from its vision of the ground, it suddenly goes silent. The tubes are no longer there. It looked as though various objects were falling to the ground. He realised these objects were stones, cake weed, and other items that had been in the area where the object landed. 
Starting the bike's engine, he rode over to the area and the object that sat. Even with only the moon as a source of light, you could see a clearing of black on the ground. He looked upwards and watched the object continue to move to the east, eventually disappearing into the night sky. Confused, as accelerated the noise truck at the same time, he turned his bike around and returned to the main house. He arrived back about 1.30am. He made himself a cup of coffee, preparing to compilate his events. He noticed the time his witch watch. It showed 1.10. He had stopped the time he was with the vicinity of the UFO. He took it off, reset it to a quick time, and placed it back on his wrist. Ten minutes later, he had stopped again. This would continue for several days, until the watch finally returned to normal work in order. When he returned to bed, fully dressed, he had little sleep. By 5am, he went back outside, at the paddock where the encounter had taken place. A black ring was still visible. He could see how the glass was pressed flat and tight to the ground, an anti-clockwise direction. Any flowers of previously in this spot were all gone. Within the ring, he noticed six bookmarks. These matched the civil spokes he spokes he recalled seeing on the underside of the craft when he rose into the air. He walked along the direction the UFO had taken. He could see much of the debris had fallen from the craft as he left. As it left, it seemed clear to the undertake, caretaker that a long tube appeared to be some kind of suction device. Furthermore, it went crashing back to the ground when it taken, but didn't want. Didn't want. What? What a mind you perhaps no surprise when the caretaker discovered later that morning the entire contents of the water tank, all 10,000 gallons, was gone. The owner of the property would arrive on site about 9am. He would report the incident to the Globesland Times newspaper immediately. It ran the front story on the 1st of October 1980 edition.